Hi, I'm Ross Rosenberg. The other day, I admit I was thinking about the term prosthesis. I'm quite familiar with what one is. The idea that a person who lost something, something vital to their life, vital to their independence, vital to their self-esteem, could use a device, a man-made engineered device to help them compensate for what they lost, to help them do things that they once enjoyed, but because of an accident, a surgical procedure, or for whatever reason, there was a loss of a limb, they also lost that function, those capabilities. During a session I had last week, I said the following, a codependent is the ego prosthesis for their pathologically narcissistic partner. And the way that I explain it, and I know there's a lot of people out there, and whether it's podcasts, YouTube land, or wherever, they they have this generalized idea of what narcissists are. I stay true to what I learned in college, grad school, and throughout the last 33 years of my professional experiences. Pathological narcissists have a personality disorder. Um, the way that I categorize them, they either have a narcissistic, borderline, or antisocial personality disorder. Just to briefly explain what that means is someone with narcissistic personality disorder is entitled grandiose. They want to be the center of everything in everyone's life. They believe that they should get special consideration. They talk too much about themselves. They assume that everyone wants to know about them, should know about them. Should someone not be interested, instead of getting angry at themselves or wondering what they did wrong, they project it outwards and make uh, make fun of the person, criticize the person, or harbor resentment and, be and negative beliefs about the person's intentions, personal reasons to make them upset. NPD comes in a few different sizes. There is the insecure, and the grandiose and the sociopathic. NPD is the diagnosis. There's no such thing of other diagnoses for narcissistic personality disorder, but there are personality types. The grandiose is all about themselves. They need attention. They're the front and center of any conversation. They believe in how great they are. Of course, it's a delusion. The insecure narcissist with NPD believes that they are as important, as special as the grandiose, but they harbor more insecurities, more fears and anxieties about pushing that narrative, that belief onto others. They have a little bit more insight into how some people reject it, recoil from it, or even will fight back. They are less secure, less grandiose, more watchful, and more analytical about the potential reactions of another person to their personality, which is narcissistic. The sociopathic form of NPD is called covert narcissism. And there's tons of videos on that. The covert narcissist is a person with NPD but who is inclined to lie, to manipulate, and to present themselves in a light that really isn't accurate. Then we have borderline personality disorder, which essentially is a disorder where they're, they go from high to low, happy to angry, loving to hateful. They are very labile or otherwise known as uh, sensitive to criticisms, perceived abandonment or real abandonment. And when that occurs, they become angry they become hateful, they become hurtful, 
they end up hurting the people that they like or love the most. And then once that rage, anger, spitefulness comes to a full circle, then they realize what they did was wrong or hurtful and try to make amends and try to get back to the loving, liking, or caring relationship. ASPD or antisocial personality disorder, otherwise known as sociopathy or psychopathy, like the other pathologically narcissistic personality disorders, they are essentially liars, cheaters. They don't have empathy. They don't have remorse. They want whatever they want and do not consider how it impacts others, especially if they have to hurt them in the process of getting what they need. They lie and manipulate fluently and easily because they don't have cognitive dissonance or the internal stress or anxiety of feeling bad about what they're doing or should do and not having empathy allows them to do something harmful, despicable, and not have those internal processes try to stop, stop them. So those are the narcissists. And there's more information in my Human Magnet Center book, in my YouTube channel, and my podcast. And in my book, The Human Magnet Syndrome, got a whole chapter on that. The prosthesis idea, the codependent is the ego prosthesis for the pathological narcissist. Of these three types of pathological narcissists and the subcategories, all of them have a completely decimated ego. They have horrible self-esteem. They hate themselves. If they were not unconsciously disconnected from their real feelings, they'd walk around with chronic self-hate and self-contempt. But the nature of these personality disorders is a set of defense mechanisms that take the self-hate, the self-loathing, the core shame, the loneliness that is deep and pervasive, and it removes it from these narcissist consciousness and moves it offline into a place in their limbic system, specifically their amygdala. This is why many narcissists, if not most, and we're talking pathological narcissists with a personality disorder, cannot recall or remember the horrific treatment they endured as children. They cannot and will not talk about having bad self-esteem. If they are aware of it, they won't talk about it, but most are not. They are not aware of their core shame because that has been blocked from their consciousness for survival purposes. Therefore, these individuals, as many of us already know, they blame everyone else for their problems. They need other people to take care of them. They're not willing to reciprocate in what I call the fair and mutual distribution of love, respect, caring, trust, and protection. Now that has been expanded from love, respect, and caring from my earlier work. They need all of it or most of it and are not willing to reciprocate or be mutual. And should they be mutual, it's because of strategic purposes, not because of empathy or altruism. So if we understand these pathological narcissists carry this broken part of themselves, unconsciously, deeply embedded in themselves, disassociated from their awareness. Now, disassociation is a better word than repression. Repression is a term that came from Freudian psychology. It's a valid term, except the explanation is much better with what we know now than before. The brain determines, like a thermostat, when the heat is too much and it needs to do something to turn some mechanism on to cool things off. Or for that matter, it's too cold 
thinking of thermostats, they turn the heat on to warm things up. It has this internal regulatory mechanism that monitors the psychological and emotional environment of the person. And should a person's mental health be challenged, it shuts down the memory from which that person would be unable to handle. It will not allow someone to remember horrific abuse as a child, similar to post-traumatic stress disorder. But as I talk about in my Human Magnet Syndrome book and in my other videos, post-traumatic stress disorder is similar but very different from attachment trauma. And attachment trauma is the trauma of a child being raised by a pathologically narcissistic parent and a codependent parent who, because of their deficits in psychopathology, that child's attachment needs are not met. And because of our biological evolutionary need to successfully move through our, our youth, our, our childhood, our youth, with parents that support us, love us unconditionally, if we don't get that and we don't attach, we don't develop very important psychological abilities that come into play later in adulthood. The attachment trauma for pathological narcissists is exponentially more severe than that of the codependent or the person with self-love deficit disorder. And because of that, it's taken offline, repressed, made unconscious, or disassociated. The term disassociation is my preferred term because it's the removal of feelings and memories for the sake of a person's psychological survival. It's regulated by automatic or unconscious processes of the brain that determine what a person can handle or not. It's done automatically. Narcissists cannot handle memories of how badly they were hurt as children, memories of the abuse, neglect, and trauma they endured the whole swath of their childhood, their early years, the lack of attachment, the brutal neglect or abuse, it gets disconnected from memory and disassociated. So they are unable to access their core shame. They're unable to fully access their pathological loneliness. If you follow me, you know about my, uh, my pyramid that explains the cause of codependency, attachment trauma, core shame, pathological loneliness, SLDD or codependency addiction, and at the top, everything we know about codependency or SLDD. And I also compared the pathological narcissist pyramid, which is the very same, except the attachment trauma is far worse than what happened to the codependent. Therefore, their memory or their mind couldn't manage it and took it offline, placed it in the limbic system, the amygdala, and they are forever oblivious to it, which, by the way, is why narcissists don't do well in psychotherapy. So getting back to the prosthesis idea, in early childhood, narcissists had an amputation of self. They either could not or did not develop what would eventually become a foundation of self-love, self-respect, self-care, self-trust, and self-protection. It was stolen away from them. It was beaten out of them. And if they did have that, they would have come out of their childhood, their youth, with a sense of self, with an ego. But in this sense, and especially a metaphorical sense, that ego was amputated. It was removed 
just like going with the metaphor, most reasons for amputations because of a traumatic injury, a debilitating illness. But the difference between a physical amputation and the narcissist psychological amputation is they don't remember the trauma. There are some parallels, uh, and, and I'm aware of these, where people have endured catastrophic uh, injuries and lost, you know, and friends died, they lost limbs, they um, were in comas for a couple of years, and they don't remember it. Well, that is the physical version of disassociating trauma, but in adulthood. So the narcissist without a stable, functional, self-regulating. So let me try to define ego. That's a very general concept. According to dictionary.com, ego is defined as the part of the mind that mediates between the conscious and unconscious and is responsible for reality testing and a sense of personal identity. Ego is, is a construct that identifies who we think we are, what we can do, what we can't do what we love, what we don't like. It's the complete picture of our story of ourselves and our understanding of ourselves. It is what we believe is us. If you have a solid ego, one that is imbued with self-love, self-esteem, and all the wonderful things that you can get if you were gifted or benefited from loving, nurturing parents, that ego develops healthily. Not sure if that's a word, but let's go with it. But in the case of SLDs, and you've seen my videos, it's in my book, the attachment trauma is the primary problem of the ego's development into what would become self-love deficit disorder. But the narcissist, because of their attachment trauma being ex exponentially worse, they can't remember it. And should they even try to remember it, it will be too large of an assault on their, their mind, their brain. It's pushed down. They are walking around wounded, broken, and with an ego that is cracked, filled with holes, metaphorically. And in order to compensate for that and not have to be aware, not to have to think, you know, golly gee, maybe I am a bad person. Maybe I am selfish. Of course, I'm trying to be funny. Uh, in order to compensate for that, they need to extract as much as they can from a person they believe they love, say their partner, their spouse, their best friend, uh, and take without giving, without reciprocity, all of that person's ego strengths. And like a parasite, a scavenger, um, take it in for themselves without giving anything in return. So these psychologically amputated ego damaged, ego-deficient pathological narcissists need something to make themselves feel or believe that they're good people. Because deep, deep, deep inside, they know unconsciously that they are not. And in order to keep those, those thoughts, those memories, those beliefs at bay and not have to manage them, not have to think about them, not have to go through extreme cognitive dissonance. They need a way to overcome or escape their loss, their attachment amputation. Perhaps I should have started this discussion by explaining that, but it just came to my mind. Attachment amputation. They weren't attached with their parent. Worse than not attaching, 
which is someone who have parents who are oblivious, neglectful, or abandoning. Many narcissists endured horrible abuse, horrible deprivation, horrible constant attacks, ridicule, degrading co comments, isolation. And to survive, they had to shut it down. They had to disassociate. They had to personally amputate that part of their ego in order to survive. It reminds me of a movie I saw with a guy who was, um, was an explorer, you know, going up mountains and he fell and his leg got caught between a, um, a rock or was it his arm? <laughs> One of the two. He almost died. At the end of the movie, he decided to amputate one of his limbs. It was really gruesome, really uncomfortable. He amputated that to survive. Well, the narcissist doesn't know that they've done the same thing. Not only did their parents, because of the attachment trauma, starve them, abuse them, torture them so that there was an absence of ego development, but they, just like SLDs or codependents, are victims of a narcissistic parent. And that narcissistic parent stole from them what they needed for themselves. And, and all pathological narcissists do that, different depending on, on the diagnosis. So a pathological narcissist has an ego amputation and the SLD or codependent is their prosthesis. It's the type of prosthesis that they have to not be emotionally attached to. Most people who have a prosthesis are not emotionally attached to them. They just know they need them in order to survive or live in the world as they wish to, as wish they used to, or they want to. Narcissists who are unconscious from the degree to which they are ego broken, ego deficient, ego absent, they want to survive in a world and be able to do what other people do. And the only way they can do that uh, is to exploit that which they don't have, take, steal, manipulate, gaslight another individual, steal that from them, take it on as themselves, and at least temporarily feel good about themselves. And pathological narcissist never feels good about themselves. They just have to keep getting, taking, stealing, manipulating, filling this large reservoir of narcissistic goodies that because of the res reservoir is filled with cracks and holes, it's constantly leaking. So it constantly needs more and more. So if you're an SLD, a codependent, and this explanation resonates for you, the fact that you fell in love with are in a relationship with a pathological narcissist, assuming you understand my human magnet syndrome ideas and thoughts, and how that automatically, predictably, and reflexively happens until you solve your self-love deficit disorder. That means you are in relationships, especially romantic or intimate ones, with a pathological narcissist. Whether they have NPD, BPD, or ASPD, borderline personality disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, or antisocial personality disorder, they have an absence of ego. Their ego wasn't developed. It was crushed. And they, like the mythical vampires, they need to take someone's life force, their blood from them in order to feel good about themselves. And just like they, just like in the movies, at least the ones I watched as a kid, the creature feature ones, they would even get these victims offer up their blood, 
they would be in this this hypnotic trance. And I can still see Bela Lugosi in these movies made in the 1930s, how they would be like hypnotized and go to, you know, the the evil looking Dracula and offer up their neck. The egoless, ego deprived, ego amputated narcissist needs that force that they can't get from themselves, but only from a person who is reflexively oriented towards giving it to them. Pathological narcissist, codependence, aka the human magnet syndrome. So in conclusion, if you're a codependent or what I call an SLD, I have now given you a metaphor to understand why you feel so empty, depleted, insecure, anxious, codependent, self-love deficient, is because anything that you had good about yourself was taken, stolen, manipulated from you, gaslit from you by the ego-starving narcissist. The narcissist's ego was amputated and you are their prosthesis. You're nothing more than a piece of hardware. And should you need service or break, the probability is you'll get replaced. If you look at it from this vantage point, if you think about it from this angle, you can see what you gave up in order to take care of what the narcissist doesn't have. And I'm hoping that this will inspire you, that this will give you a clear idea of what you lost in order to make your partner feel better about themselves who can never get enough and never completely regain their metaphorical or analogous mobility, ability to function. Don't be anyone's prosthesis. Love yourself. Self-love deficit disorder is curable, whether it's by my codependency cure self-love recovery treatment program or another therapist who gets the problem, the self-love deficit disorder and where it comes from and how to resolve it in order to get to the cure, which is self-love abundance. Don't give up. Never stop believing that you can be happy and self-love abundant. And because of this video or podcast, I'm hoping now that you have this picture in your mind in order to take care of what you lost, what was taken away from you, what you had to give up, what was stolen from you in order to take care of your narcissist amputation for which they will never be grateful and never acknowledge your sacrifice. I hope this video, I hope this podcast, because I put them on at the same time, helps you better see what you lost and what your narcissist selfishly has stolen from you. If you want more information, please visit my website, selfloverecovery.com. I provide general psychotherapy and my self-love recovery treatment. I have a collection of audio and video downloadable resources. All right, guys, take care and be